From the Financial Times in Mexico City, I'm Jude Weber and this is FT News. How to tackle the global migrant and refugee crisis has been centre stage this week at a summit of world leaders and a meeting convened by President Obama. On top of bringing in refugees from the Middle East, the US is also trying to deal with thousands of refugees fleeing endless gang violence in Central America. High-level diplomacy at the UN is worlds away from the harsh reality of life for people like Rosa, who are trying to escape such horror at home. Rosa was widowed by brutal street gangs in her native Honduras, a poor, violent country that ranks as one of the most dangerous places in the world to live. Her mother and sister were murdered in cold blood just feet from her two sons. Several other family members have also been murdered in the last five years. Rosa seems exhausted when recounting these events, often pulling a tissue out of her pocket to pat dry her face. But she's desperate to explain why they had to flee. When the gangs intercepted my son, they told us they knew where we lived, where my older son went to university, what our schedules were. They knew everything about us. They said my son joined the gang or they'd come after us. So we left our home immediately. I took my sons out of school. My colleague James Frederick interviewed her at one of the only refugee shelters in the country, a converted schoolhouse in a working-class Mexico City neighborhood. We lived in the neighborhoods where there were lots of gangs, and we know that when the gangs mark someone, they don't stop until they do what they want with the person. They make good on their promises. You do what they say or you die. What you don't do is go to the police. That can be fatal too. In the case of my murdered family members, there were never arrests even though the police knew who did it. The police are involved with the gangs. It's sad because it's my country. I love my country, but that's how it is. We've had neighbors killed for reporting crimes. Instead, Rosa and her two teenage sons set off north into Mexico, a treacherous journey that millions of migrants make. The UN estimates that 400,000 Central Americans cross illegally into Mexico every year, and as many as half of those could be considered refugees fleeing violence. Many try to make it to the US. But even without Donald Trump's planned border wall to keep would-be immigrants out, Mexico is proving a formidable barrier too. In the last couple of years, Mexico has stepped up its anti-immigration measures in a big way, banning migrants from travelling on top of the infamous cargo trains known as the Beast and toughening border controls. Mexico deported a record 175,000 Central Americans last year, up 68% from the previous year, and nearly two and a half times the number of those deported by the US. Whether or not that crackdown comes on Washington's orders, Mexico won't say, but the US is sending Mexico $75 million in equipment and training to fight immigration on a southern border that journalists and activists say has become a hunting ground. Traumatised by all she had been through, Rosa was hoping for understanding from the Mexican authorities. I've asked help from migration authorities. I had proof of my son's threat by gangs from the school director. I brought the police report I had filed a year before, newspaper clippings of my murdered relatives. So they told me I could request asylum. The migration authorities told me we were going to be together as a family. They framed it as all nice and welcoming. 
Then they took us north and it was very different. At the detention center in Iztabalapa, they split us up and that scared us because they told us we'd stay together as a family. We didn't understand what was going on. After months in detention, she couldn't believe the answer from Mexico's refugee agency. Asylum denied. It was like a bucket of cold water. It was horrible. I called some lawyers and told them we were desperate. We couldn't go back to our country. I had presented all the evidence, but the refugee agency, Komar, responded that I could still live in my country. It's a bitter irony, because unlike the US, Mexico has broadened asylum laws to recognize that fleeing violence of the kind practiced by the street gangs of Honduras and El Salvador can classify someone as a refugee. Indeed, 62% of asylum applications have been accepted this year, up from 45% in 2015. The UN reckons Mexico could see as many as 8,100 asylum requests by the end of the year, more than double last year's number. Still, according to Sister Magdalena Silva, a nun who runs the private shelter where Rosa and her sons stayed at one stage of their journey, about 7 out of 10 people who stay in her shelter decide to go to the US instead of remaining in Mexico. Hard though life is in Honduras, Rosa never wanted to leave their humble home in Tegucigalpa. She had enough work as a seamstress and cleaning lady to send her younger son to private school and her older son to university. They left the country in January this year. In August, they gave up waiting for the outcome of their Mexican asylum appeal and set off for the US, where they turned themselves in at the border. She and her youngest son were released to live with family in Baltimore, pending an asylum decision. Her 19-year-old son is still in detention and, as an adult, could well be deported. We're fleeing not because of poverty. We love our land, our family, our culture. We love our country. I want to be in my country, but we just can't. My sons love their country, but they can't either. We didn't come here to bother anyone. We just came for help. You can read more about Rosa's story at ft.com. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.